welcome to Mentality Meets, conversations that explore mental health stories and strategies to help leaders like you change the culture of mental health in your workplace. I'm Peter Larkham, and today we're talking with Lauren Silver, an award-winning actor and jolly anxious clown. Our topic today is all about rage. When was the last time you encountered anger? Now, Lauren wants us to celebrate the power and joy of rage and better understand what triggers our anger and what a healthy relationship with rage can look like. So, here's my conversation with Lauren Silver. been exploring this whole kind of healthy rage and uh being a part of or, or allowing yourself to come to terms with that um what what has that journey looked like for you because i can't quite understand a healthy rage and i know that it exists but um so often it's so explosive or it's so instant i'm i'm really intrigued by this so we so myself and uh, my co-host of my podcast livid so Helen and I have, we've been exploring and, discuss, and discussing and being, you know, really interested in, in the subject of rage and anger for a very long time. Um, a lot of that was because we knew that we were feeling angry or annoyed about things over the years, but we, it was very displaced. We didn't know what to do with it. And we especially felt because we're both comedians and clowns, it didn't feel like it was something that we felt we could share with anybody else apart from maybe, you know, very close people or with each other or with our therapists, for example, you know, trying to do it in a way that we were like, we need to cure ourselves of feeling angry in the way that we do. But actually, as we've started to explore this more and more through the podcast, it's enabled us to understand what anger is and why it's there and how why we express it in the way that we do and it's the same I guess with anything with regards to mental health as once you start to understand what you're feeling you're able to in some ways harness that or take control over that a little bit more and you can start to understand for example the triggers um and for us especially we've started to be able to recognize that more and it is such on a spectrum like the rage and anger is so on a spectrum sometimes small things can make you quite irritated and it can start as a little bitey annoyance um but it can really it, you know for me especially i can explode uh, i can feel like it's an explosion for me so definitely through the work that we've been doing on this, it's enabled us to understand what it is and for us to not push it down or be scared of it and actually to celebrate it often. I don't think that's a, I don't think it's a bad, a bad feeling to have or a bad reaction to have about rage. It's understanding why it's there. Yeah. I mean, cause I talk quite a lot in, in training about uh, emotional literacy. And so my whole background is around emotional literacy. And the, the easiest way to explain it is understand what you feel and understand why you feel like that. And it sounds pretty simple. And yet most of us never put the two pieces of information together, which means most of us act and react to situations because that's the way we've always acted and reacted. But once we start to identify the what, what has made me feel like that? And do I want to keep feeling like that? If the answer is no, then we can start to say, so what do I need to do to change some stuff um and i find it fascinating in the context of of anger because oh anger and rage um and are they different 
go, let's go for that question. Is anger and rage different in your in your mind? No, I don't. I haven't found them to be. They're all within the same family. I I think I would say. Ultimately, what we've learned about anger is um, is that it's just when it's when a boundary has been crossed. So the reason why you're angry or rageful, for example, um, is because something has happened where it has crossed a boundary for you. So um, and that could be anything, you know, that could just be somebody, you know, in the current situation at the moment, you know, somebody not wearing a mask and standing really close to you. That could be, you, you know, that a lot has been that's been a lot of why people have been very cross from people that we've spoken about. And, you know, unless they're not able to do that, for example, that's, you know, it's a different conversation, but if they're just making a stance against that, it feels, you know, that can anger people because it's not, for example, they're not thinking about other people. They're not being respectful or considerate about the people that are vulnerable, for example, and that can really anger or rage somebody. So you're crossing that social boundary really to be thinking about other people. So I I guess that's that's a, a a good example, but that's <laughs> in that in that way. That's so. I would say they're just different. Yeah, they're different flavors. I guess anger and rage are just different flavors of the intensity of how you feel it. I love that. So different flavors, uh, different colors, different expressions. So last week we were talking with Matthew Lawrence, and he was talking about the Inside Out film, which I still think is just one of the most insightful films in the context of emotions and uh, how they control us. And talking from a place of anxiety, where the anxiety character is just the predominant character. Which also then means that actually you can have the the anger, rage character also being the predominant character. Um, and the one thing which I desperately don't want to be is I don't want to be the grumpy, angry dad. And yet tiredness for me is a big, is a big factor. Uh, and the majority of this morning was the fact that they'd woken me up and I was just in a grump because I was tired as well as everything else that was going on. But I seemed to get to that grumpy point or that angry point or that uh, rageful kind of head blowing with fire kind of point so much quicker because I was simply tired. Have you found kind of with talking with people that other people have highlighted some key uh, triggers or key situations that have happened that are, are, are making their temper more pronounced or shorter fused or yeah there's been a real so so how the podcast works is that we ask people for a list we get them to uh, play an improv game that I often do in a lot of my workshops called eight things and we get people to list eight things that grinds their gears and so that can be anything and we get things from you know huge political for example you know like a Boris, for example, might really annoy somebody who's on the on the list. Uh, but the most recent one we had was shy people from an example from somebody, which was fascinating. And we really wanted to understand why that person felt that shy people was a thing that made them really cross. But for them, they felt annoyed by shy people because it felt like for them, they were almost shirking their social responsibilities at parties uh, you know, they might be a shy child and that's different, but as a shy adult that they, you know, for them, they would say, you know, is is really confident around their friends, but put them in a scenario of people they don't know, they don't want to talk to anyone. 
and we said so we, the, you know this is something that we were asking them and they said you know for me that just makes it harder for me to be at a party and to talk to this person and make the effort and it's a more of a responsibility on me so you know for us we never we don't judge or sort of you know disagree with anything that somebody says because ultimately what we have an understanding of when we put people on the spot and make this list is we it's for us to delve deeper into things that are frustrating people or leaving them annoyed or feeling powerless has been such a huge thing for people um especially with everything that's happened this year especially with black lives matter and especially with the coronavirus so many people have felt so powerless this year and it's frustrated them with the loss of work a lack of funding so those those have been things that have come up quite a lot is uh, is a sense of powerless which is powerlessness which is especially what's been happening this year so there's been a real interesting through line throughout the whole of the year about what comes up on people's lists all the time but we find that um the conversations about anger and rage that we like to think about it almost like an energy that it's the same with anxiety I remember somebody telling me that once about anxiety that really it's just a part of you it's an energy that fires you up to do something about it it's your body reacting or your mind reacting to something that's happened in order to force you to do something about it um whether that's you not feeling very safe or you know feeling threatened for example um or a boundary like say a boundary being crossed that's where we're seeing this really interesting link with anger and rage is it's fired up by these things We'll get back to our interview in just a second. I want to tell you about a video course I made called Mentality. It's a one hour mental health video course delivered by me. It gives you the need to know essentials to spot the signs of poor mental health and take action. So here's what other people have said about it. Maria said, I was surprised how it made me think about myself and even my friends and family. Patients feedback said, mentality is eye-opening. It helps you support someone to get the help they need, perhaps potentially saving their life. James's response says, it was the best course I've been on. I had the attention span of a gnat and I was gripped for the whole time. You see, poor mental health is devastating so many people all over the world. And yet despite a general recognition that there's a problem, very few people know what to do. We miss the signs of poor mental health, or if we see someone struggling, we don't know what to do. And that's where mentality steps in. It's the need to know essentials on how to spot the warning signs and take appropriate action to respond. All packaged together in a digestible one hour video training course for your workforce. It's designed for everyone, because every person, whoever you are, can be affected. To access Mentality, simply visit www.mentality.work. That's www.mentality.work. Click on Enroll, add your details and enjoy. Mentality. Spot the signs and take action. And now here's the second half of Mentality Meets. One of the things which I'm kind of hearing in this is is about the, the place or the necessity of contemplation so after the situation just had this massive um and i've managed to to take myself away managed to calm myself down managed to reflect on it and contemplate about it and even if i can't quite put my finger on the 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 why 
I I have the ability to to turn around to that person and say, sorry, I'm in a grump. Sorry, I've reacted like that. Sorry, I've... Uh, and I think there's something about the contemplative acknowledgement of what's going on inside of me, but also the the apology that is necessary, I think, because sometimes when we are, especially with, with, with anger, but I think sometimes when we are in that angry moment, we we aren't the best version of ourselves. And it's about then going back to that person or, or that situation or uh, talking to ourselves and saying, I'm sorry that that, that was how I responded what 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 do you think yeah I think um it always comes from somewhere so it's the same thing if we if we're really anxious and we react in a certain way if we're sad or depressed and we react in a certain way it's only because it's our body or our mind telling us that something isn't right right quite often you know something isn't sitting in a way that we feel comfortable with and we're not sure how to react to it so often anger or rage comes out from that same place like I've said before it's because somebody's done something or a boundary has been crossed I think with anger and rage you you're only responsible for the way in which you react however there's always going to be a two you know it's a there's a there's two people or two it's you and something or somebody else that's involved in that scenario so we're never saying it's great to be really angry and to smash things we're never it's not really that but for us we're looking at what fires that energy and why and what are the reasons for that and so yeah it, as you say if you fly off the handle at somebody because they've just taken your last piece of toast and that's really fine you know it's not probably about the toast in that scenario unless you really liked it it was a good piece of toast it'd be very gross but as you know as as we t- talked about earlier it's always coming from somewhere else if you're aware that you're not feeling good you're not feeling in a great place and something triggers you most of the time it's not going to be from that one smaller scenario that's fired you up but we're just so interested that it is I've never expected to have a subject matter on a podcast where we've had more than more than our more people than we could ever imagine being up for talking to us about it because it's just not spoken about especially we find if you're in a marginalized community um or even just you know a woman we're finding that those conversations people are like an immediate reaction but yes yes please I'm ready I'm ready I'd like to come and talk about it so we're definitely finding it a really fascinating response that we've been getting and the feedback that we've been getting on social media and messages that we have on our on our Instagram or our Twitter has just been fascinating to to hear what people think about it and what people have enjoyed because it's just not spoken about in this capacity. There's a video at the moment going around of um, uh, someone obviously on a conference call of some form or on a phone call and they've muted themselves and absolutely lost it with whoever's in the background to the point of throwing shoes and trying to get them to shut up and whatever it is. And then, hi, and yeah, and carrying on the, the phone call as if nothing has happened, you know. And I think sometimes there is this, this, there is this feeling that we can't, that this part of us isn't, isn't a public thing. <laughs> it's not something that we can, we can share with, 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 or with people, even, even in hindsight, can we? Yeah. 
we're never saying to people go out and scream and shout but it's it's definitely something that we're really embarrassed about obviously because we don't want to be seen especially women don't want to be seen as you know out of control or perceived as for example a lot of you know the language around it is that you can be seen as like an angry black woman or a mad white woman you know it's these it's these examples that people say all it's you know it's never pushed as an emotion to express in any scenario but especially as women we're never told you can you know it's just another reaction that you would have as much as as crying would be a reaction when you're feeling sad you know a lot of the time we like to think of ourselves as passionate as opposed to angry you know I'm just passionate about this thing as opposed to angry and why can't we just say no that made me really angry it made me really cross this thing happened I didn't like it and this was the reason why I didn't and let's talk about that and I think that's where so much of the conversations that we have feel like we can't be as open about it and I think actually Inside Out such a good example because that rage character is such a beautiful example of something that we admit is part of our is part of our world just as much as feeling sad or being in love is it's all part of that and why can't we just bring them in just as much as all the others as long as we're not threatening and you know nobody's in danger but it shouldn't have to go that far, really. I think that's where suppressing an emotion becomes becomes almost difficult or dangerous to do so because that's the one part that we don't want to be seen to be doing. We still want to be amenable. We still want to be friendly. We still want to be that happy person on the Zoom call. Like, hi, everyone. Not, absolutely nothing bad has happened five minutes ago before the camera turned on. Like, why can't it just be another part of us? I think... I think that's that's so so true. And one of the phrases that has come up through the mentality meets is being able to embrace our our mental health and embrace the 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 parts of our mental health that are struggling at those times. And um one of the things come out on the on the chat bar here says rain is a good way of looking at this. So R recognise which one you're experiencing. For one of my experiencing a accept that it's not your experience it's not what you're experiencing uh, no sorry accept that's what you're experiencing and then eyes investigate why you're experiencing it and then the n is non-identify with the experience so i am not the body i am not the mind i am not my emotion uh but i am i am caught in this situation because of all these other factors and actually then being able to think. And I think it's really, really powerful, that whole, going back to the contemplative, is it's then powerful to be able to say, I don't want that reaction again in the future. And so when we begin to feel it build, we can find uh, new ways to to express and, and um, in essence, be more assertive or communicate more effectively. And uh, another one coming in about um, the viral video of a mother throwing uh, an a absolute paddy in the in the supermarket when the kid kicks off. You know, yes. like a total tantrum. I remember off. that. Uh, and the kid God. kind of goes, "I want the chocolate bar," and she just kind of lays out on the floor and absolutely goes for one. But I rem- yeah, I remember when I was younger. Like I used to feel those things so powerfully. I used to feel when I you know felt upset or angry, and I would want that. 
I wouldn't know what to do with it. And so it would come out. I was a real door slammer. I used to throw tantrums all the time. And that, and I, you know, especially when you see that when I, I definitely that video is such a great video, such a good example. Often it's because there would be, you know, you'd feel helpless or you'd feel powerless. And so between those two feelings, it builds up inside of you. You're not able to often articulate how you're feeling. And so it comes out in a completely, in a way that you can't even control it. So especially a tantrum is such a good early example of what that is. And so we're so interested about what happens when you actually just allow yourself to feel anger and rage in its full force. Um, Like I say again, we're not telling people to go (laughs) like smash a window, but so many examples of people going out and, you know, smashing plates or um, for a while I found that boxing was a really helpful way for me to just give me, you know, build up of that adrenaline that I was maybe feeling that was a good way for me to manage that burst of emotion. And I go and do sort of boxing training. And that was a really helpful way to do it. And also to talk about it. I know we say that a lot, but once we've removed the shame aspect from feeling, you know, I'm an, you know, sometimes I feel really angry and this annoys me that it's such a freeing thing to say, because we shouldn't be feeling embarrassed about about what has annoyed us because chances are there's hundreds of people that have found that thing that has made you angry they they're agreeing with you it's like that phase of there's no such thing as a bad emotion but there may be a bad way of expressing that emotion and I can remember when I was probably about eight I want to say eight because if it was any older I I anyway it's such a vivid memory and I was in this proper, like, once again, proper grump. Um, and my mum sent me to my room. Pete, go to your room. And I stamped my way up the stairs. Dun, 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 dun. I slammed the door. And I think I was there for approximately, um, yeah, about three seconds. And then I kind of opened up the door and stamped my way back down. I said, I'm done. I've, I've, I've figured it out. I know why I'm angry. And she was like, oh, yeah, why is that? I, said, I don't know. <laughs> It's just like, maybe you need to go and think about it a little bit longer. Like, ah! Dun, 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 dun. And I can remember it so vividly that my mum in, in that moment of, of grace with me, rather than what I feel like I should have had was the proper throttle, kind of saying, hey, go, go and try and figure it out. Go and try and get some time and figure out what it was. And the fact that I thought I could do it in approximately three whole seconds. And she was like, yeah, I don't, I don't think you've done it. So lovely for you to come down and be like, I think I've worked it out because that's the that's the that's the the sort of things that we want to be doing. We want to be just going, okay, do you know what? I'm really angry in this scenario, and I don't know what it is. It's probably because you wouldn't let me have pudding before I'd finished my food, and I find that to be really irritating and annoying. And I should have the free choice, but really, eight year old Pete is just like. I'm really cross. I'm going to go slam some doors for a little bit. I think that's, this is, this is the difference. I think if we're able to articulate it from an early age, God, my parents wouldn't, you know, there would be a lot of door frames that would not have been broken growing up from all my door slamming, but just having that inability to articulate, it's, it's so something that we're so passionate about moving past now and and saying, do you know what? It's all right. It's okay to feel what you're feeling with celebrating that as another emotion that you would for everything else. And also because 
often the things that people annoy people is really funny. And that's why we enjoy that this podcast has has become, we hoped it would be a comedy podcast, but it's definitely delivering on that front because the, some of the things that annoy people so much are just are so funny. But also the coping strategies, a friend of mine screams into cupboards so we had um, Lucy Trod, who was one of our first guests. She screams into jars and puts the lid on them and then just puts them in her shed. Um, or, see, uh, you know, it's these things that people have coping strategies of, of, of. I just need to shut the door and scream into a pillow and just take that frustration out. And then I can just open the door and I can continue on. And I think it's, you know, there's so many specific with health reasons, you know, you shouldn't you shouldn't keep it all in otherwise you get an ulcer it's all there for a reason like we should be understanding it so that it doesn't pent up inside of us and so we're able to articulate it I'm just loving the idea that someone's going to go into the shed one time and open up these jars jars, these little screens (laughs) just loads of them I know can you imagine just opening the fridge I know that would be a wonderful <laughs> sketch that I feel needs to at least he needs to write that sketch. But Brilliant. yeah. So uh, Lauren, we have literally a minute left before the end yeah. of our time, and I'm I'm amazed that our time's gone so quickly. Can you just give us just a, a real wrapping up and a, a final thought for how do we express our rage appropriately? Uh, how do we not be ashamed of it or afraid of it? And how do we accept it and acknowledge it as being part of who we are? No pressure on this last minute, one sentence. Go! Do you know what? I'm going to quote Soraya Shamali, who is the writer of Rage Becomes Her. And she is a writer that's inspired Livid, our podcast. And she says, anger is often a source of energy, joy, humour and resistance. And that to us is a reason why we believe is the reason why we should be celebrating joy. Uh, celebrating joy, great. It's celebrate. <laughs> that is a reason why we should be celebrating anger and rage. For us, if we move it into a different way of thinking, if we're able to celebrate it, if we're able to understand it, then for us, it isn't something that we'll feel ashamed or we'll feel helpless from or we'll feel powerless from. And actually, it's something that we can accept that it's there it's there for a reason explore what the triggers are and therefore feel much more joyful and on that note i'm going to bring this session to a close again on the podcast if you want to listen to this again please do uh, share it share it with as many people as you can let's get the word out there Because you know what? Anger and rage are not something to be afraid of. You know, it is a part of who you are, but there may be a different way of expressing it. But don't be afraid of it. You're allowed to be angry. And that was the wonderful Lauren Silver. Now, the more I do these sessions, the clearer it becomes that actually we need to embrace our mental health. The good, the bad and the ugly. Our mental health is part of who we are. We don't need to be afraid of it. We don't need to be ashamed of it. We do need to learn from it. Next week, I'm talking with mental health advocate Steve Loft. And we'll be talking about how his mental health changed his life forever. In 2012, Steve experienced what he describes as hitting a brick wall and was eventually off work for nearly nine months. And yet, on his return, he realised he could use his own experiences to make a difference for the better. Please also remember to leave us a review on the podcast as it really helps to get the words out. 
Now, thanks again for listening to Mentality Meets, conversations that explore mental health stories and strategies to help leaders like you change the culture of mental health in your workplace.